1: Hey everybody, welcome to episode 217 of the podcast that goes snicked. Snicked! We're your host, Jason... The Unabomber. Huh?
0: I'm sorry, you look like the Unabomber.
1: Not everybody that wears a hoodie looks like the Unabomber.
0: Except that you're wearing black rimmed glasses and you're wearing your hood almost over your eyes. (laughs)
1: That's how I roll. Anyway, we are your hosts, Jason and Denise Venable. What's up? Not much. Oh, you were, you were asking them. Yeah. What's up, people?
0: You thought I was talking to you?
1: Give them time to answer.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I don't hear them.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Are you sure they're out there?
1: <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hello, 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 hello. Maybe at
1: least three of them. <laughs> Uh, self-depreciating humor is my forte. Um, So yeah, hey, guess what, guys? We're going to talk about the finale of IVX.
0: Oh, good. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) And that's really what this episode is all about. (laughs) It's over.
0: Thank goodness.
1: The Inhumans will no longer be versing the X-Men i will all have to verse somebody else from here on out.
0: Yes. In fact, one of my favorite lines, not in the IVX book, but in another book, was, I'm really tired of this hero on hero thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of at that point. Right. I'm really tired of this inhuman versus mutant <laughs> thing.
1: Well, lucky for you, it's coming to an end. This, yay, this very episode.
0: Yay. My dear lass, happy, happy smiles.
1: <laughs> yeah, and of course we'll also talk about a couple of, of our regular Wolverine books.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's that's this episode. All right. All right, you ready? Want we'll to talk about it. some comics? Let's do it. You guys ready to listen to some comics?
0: Wait, listen.
1: I think they said yes. Did they? I think so.
0: It was faint. Yeah, but it was there. It was it. <laughs> Are we sure? Should uh, we play back? yes oh, there I it heard was alright Alright.
1: <laughs> right. with that in mind here we go alright so before we rip into IVX number 6 <laughs> we're going to talk about our regular books we have All New Wolverine number 18 and Old Man Logan number 19 <laughs> save it
0: I am saving it. Everyone knows my um, disdain for old man Logan.
1: It's a different artist this time.
0: Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh-huh. All right, we're gonna, we'll get there in a second. First, we're going to do all new Wolverine number 18. You know, speaking of IVX wrapping up, this story also wraps up. This is the end of Enemy of the State 2, part 6.
0: Yes. And remind me, at the, when we're done reviewing this book, or we get to the end of this book, I was a little disappointed in something. But oh. it, it it doesn't have anything to do with the storyline or the art or it was it was something I saw at the very very back page of the book.
1: Well, then what's next? Mhm. Really? Okay. We'll get there. Um Yeah, so this is written by Tom Taylor with art by Nick Varela or Varella maybe? I don't know. Uh colors by Michael Garland letters by VCs Corey Pettit, Ooh. and the main cover which we have is by David Lopez, and this is Kimura standing over Wolverine, and she's all wrapped up in a nylon jump, jump rope. rope. Yeah, <laughs> she went They were trying to do that. Oh, Dutch um, doubles. Yeah, yeah, and she just went. She went crazy. She she got a trigger sent and went nuts on the jump rope.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: it's a pretty good cover. Uh.
0: I'm not fond of Chimera's face. Chimera's,
1: yeah, Chimera's face is a little too, I don't know. Joker? It's kind of Joker meets Family Circus. It kind of has a Sunday comic strip feel to it.
0: It reminds me of the Batman comics that you and Ethan would watch.
1: Oh, the animated series? Yeah. Okay. I can see that. Yeah other than that it's a pretty good cover i like the colors and
0: i give it an an a concept but a c execution
1: okay fair enough all right so remember um oh shoot now i I gotta remember
0: okay what are you trying to remember
1: andrew had a theory on how Um, the last issue kind of works
0: oh i don't you didn't share andrew's theory with
1: um Yeah, it was, what was it, he was basically saying that, I think the rabbit didn't really matter that much, Um, but um, then what happened was Jean Grey, when she went and found, like, inner Laura in the room, like, that's where she retreated whenever the trigger scent came, that was, like, her safe place, that's where her real self went, like, hiding.
0: Oh, kind of like a schizophrenic person.
1: Uh, Kind of. Like, it just, it gets, as the berserker takes over, regular, rational Laura goes in and reads a bedtime story with her her surrogate mother. (laughs) So Andrew's theory was that while the trigger scent was active, since Jean Grey psychically or telepathically pulled young, like, Laura's inner self out of that room and into, like, to him have to deal with what was really going on, and that's right. how she was able to break the hold of the trigger scent.
0: Oh, that's an interesting yeah. concept.
1: and it kind of makes sense. It maybe could have been...
0: I like the magic white rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> they went down a rabbit hole, met the queen of hearts. Right.
1: Um, so anyway, Laura is, is theoretically free of the trigger scent, but Kimura and her goons have everyone trapped at Tiger Tiger's cliffside lair
0: yes there's a lot of ultimatums being thrown around in this issue not really yeah i you know it it, this issue reminds me of like the season finale of a tv show when they put the main characters in an impossible situation it's like you will do this or you will die (laughs) and you, you, you sit there and you go oh how are they going to get out of this? And your mind tries to dart like, well, could this happen? Could this happen? And you're like, no, there's no way out. And then when you watch the episode, you're like, oh, yeah, I could have figured that out. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. Well, um, Kimira is making a power play. She wants to take over Magipor. So she asks or demands, speaking of ultimatums, right. that they turn over uh, X-23.
0: And Tiger, Tiger. And Tiger, Tiger. And basically, Fury's like, "Nope,
1: nope." He you goes, know, "Madripoor is a sovereign state. She'll to protect it." And uh, Wolverine is wanted, so we're gonna take her in.
0: And of course, uh, Kamira says, "Well, that's fine. You either bring her out uh, in your well, and uh, is it tig- yeah? Tiger, Tiger says it doesn't matter. We're in an impenetrable for uh, fortress. You can't barge in." So then it's like, you're right. You're in an impenetrable impenetrable lair. So I'm just going to dump a bunch of rocks on top of you so you can't get out. So he's going to
1: bury you alive.
0: So enjoy those beans because um, <laughs> they're not going to last long. Right. So here's your choice. Rocks or you come out. Yeah. So Laura decides, you know what? I'm going to come out. I'm going to, you know. Take care of this and then I'm gonna turn myself into SHIELD and of course all of her friends in a very weird panel say, You're not alone, petite
1: Yeah, yeah. Gambit leads the charge. Her friends are gonna stick with her. That's gonna include a couple of random shield agents, Nick Fury Jr. Uh Duffy looking angel. <laughs> gambit tiger tiger gabby and jean gray and and in a very unwolverine move she agrees
0: yeah she agrees but tiger tiger cannot come to the fight right she basically says you're too important to magipur you're too important for this fight so you're gonna hide yourself and keep yourself safe and so tiger tiger goes well all right. But then I have a little surprise. Yeah. So she puts her hand on a magic wall. It beeps. And lo and behold, we have...
1: A suit of Iron Man armor and a pretty recent one.
0: That she took off of someone trying to import it or... Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, this is the David Marquez design. So it's... I mean, this is like the last armor that Tony had before he died.
0: You just ruined Iron Man for me. <laughs>
1: Well, he's not dead-dead. His consciousness is in an AI construct that's working with the new Iron Man. Or Ironheart. No, it's actually a really good story. Trust me. Okay. The The new Iron Man book with Riri Williams is amazing.
0: All right. Anyway. <laughs> so, before they go to war, Wolverine goes to Angel and says, All right. If I go berserk or I go crazy or right. whatever the case may be, yeah. headshot. So,
1: yeah, basically, we think that I'm over the trigger scent. Right. But if we get out in the field and it turns out we're wrong, I can trust you to do this because I know you love me.
0: Right. <laughs> so and he, he's like, so this isn't think... the weirdest thing you've asked me to do in a relationship. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, I thought that was a fun one. Um, then uh, Wolverine asked about the beans.
0: Yeah. which leads
1: to one of my favorite scenes of the comic
0: yeah so the our group of heroes comes out hands, hands up raised. Yep, like and they're
1: gonna surrender
0: white flag and they're like zoom in make sure everybody's there and they're like they have beans
1: <laughs> yeah and so gambit has a can of well i'm gonna pretend to refried beans because i'm from texas they're probably just pinto beans
0: um or kidney beans. Yeah, or kidney beans. Whatever. Or white beans. Whatever. Ooh, su- what lima survival? Beans? What
1: kind of beans does survivalist eat?
0: Lima beans.
1: No, lima beans gross. Yeah,
0: they do. Do they? Yeah, my dad used to talk all the time about how his, his uh. Your dad, who's rations. whose
1: legal name is the Colonel. <laughs>
0: yes. No, their army rations. Used to have lima beans.
1: Really, that's gross. Yeah. Lima beans are the only vegetable that I cannot eat. <laughs> There's some I don't prefer and some I like more than others. I I have a gag report. Like I literally start choking if I eat lime beans.
0: I think it's funny. My so we're from New Orleans, you know, we eat a lot of New Orleans. Food. New Orleans. New Orleans. And one of our staples is red beans and rice. Like right. that is your staple. And so I remember my grandmother, every time they would come to visit, she would always bring either red beans and rice or Brown gravy and beef, and we'd serve it over egg noodles. It's awesome.
1: Which brown gravy is good, but my wife is racist against white gravy. Yep. Even though it's southern.
0: It's not southern. Yes, it is. No. It's southern (laughs) in
1: every state except for Louisiana.
0: Yes. Y'all do not have a market on
1: the south. (laughs) If anything, those hunyats in Alabama or Mississippi have a market on the south. They're the deep south.
0: We're the Bayou South. (laughs) That should tell you something right there.
1: Just because you wrestle gators, doesn't (laughs) it?
0: Anyway. Anyway. One of the things my grandfather loved because he was in the Navy, he loved white beans.
1: Navy beans? Yeah. Did he only like them because of the name?
0: No. He truly, (laughs) really enjoyed it, and my grandmother made it the same way she makes red beans, So instead of like this red gravy, it was a very white gravy because some Mm -hmm. of the beans get mashed up and it makes this white gravy.
1: Put it over cornbread?
0: No, we put it over rice.
1: That's probably fine too. It's really good over cornbread.
0: But as a kid, it grossed me out. It reminded me of vomit. (laughs) I can
1: see that. I can see how that would look like a bowl of barf.
0: (laughs) And so I remember as a kid, she'd be so excited. She'd be like, I made navy beans and she'd be so excited she made these beans and she brought them up to Houston so that we could have them for dinner and I just would be like I can't do this. <laughs> but I would sit there and I would eat my navy beans because my grandmother would spend an entire day making this meal just so we could have it. Right. Anyway, that's my yeah. bean story.
1: Alright. Anyway, beans, beans, the magical fruit. The more you eat, the more you toot. <laughs> the more you toot, the better you feel. Less us beans for every meal and it blows them up.
0: <laughs> he blows he a,
1: a hole he has a can of beans and he opens up that can of beans with his power instead of charging his playing cards he charges the can of survivalist beans and throws it at kimura's ship and blows a hole in it and then gene in a weird like choir director conductor thing <laughs> lifts everyone into the ship um, I don't know why Why is Nick Fury ordering non-fatal shots here
0: He doesn't I think because he wants to take everyone prisoner
1: I don't think so I mean I think you're right I don't think that fits Him in this situation
0: I, Unless he feels like He needs to arrest Chimera Because
1: these aren't like people I mean I know Laura said they're not really lo- loyal to Chimera But they're still It's not like they're mind controlled either
0: but like I don't doing think it for they the money. know that.
1: I don't know. Anyway, Fury decides not to kill everybody.
0: But I love how he's like, remember, non-fatal shots. Wouldn't this be discussed before?
1: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> now that you're shooting, shoot right. for the kneecaps.
0: <laughs> yeah. oh,
1: you already shot the guy in the head? Oh, well. <laughs> next time. <laughs> next time, non-fatal. Yes, it is a weird weird thing. Uh, but then Gambit throws a card and Roughhouse catches it and it blows up in his fist. That's a pretty cool scene.
0: That is a pretty cool scene.
1: Then we see Wolverine in the Iron Man armor with no helmet because she can't smell.
0: Yeah. Oh, And, and she wanted Kamira to be her face that she saw when she killed her.
1: Right. Yep. So we get a nice double snick as she lands. Kamira throws a thing and triggers it and I like the pacing in the design of of the art here. I'm kind of up and down on this art in general, and we'll talk about that at the end, but between him and Taylor, they came up with a really nice way to paste this book where she throws the...
0: Trigger scent. The
1: trigger scent, and it's the last panel on the bottom of the page. Right. And everyone's kind of like... (gasps) You know, and it reminds me, you, you know, you compared it to this, to the, like, the season finale of a TV show. Right. This reminds me of, like, the scene right before a commercial. Right. Like, they they would throw it, and it would bust open, and you'd see the gas, and then go to black and go to commercial.
0: And it would be the really long Yeah, commercial. the one the show. minute commercial. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: The one where you run to the bathroom to pee, because you don't want to miss anything, and you come back, and you, you, you uh, only made it we can pause halfway. TV. <laughs> I'm just
1: we, we're not in the stone age.
0: No. But I remember back when they
1: had to watch commercials.
0: I remember as a kid, like <gasps> and then running up, going to the bathroom, coming back and being like, Did I did I miss anything? Did I miss anything?
1: Yeah. But I love how this page leaves you lingering because everyone really does have this like kind of like, uh, look on their face, like they
0: don't I don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah. But they're not well, even Laura herself guess, yeah. is like, uh. Her eyes
1: get all wide. She recoils from it. Like yeah. a natural tendency, right? And gonna figure out, is she really cured? Turns out she is.
0: Yep. Yeah, she's like, was this what you were expecting? Right. And so and then, of course, Camille is like, uh, what happened?
1: <laughs> she's like, uh oh. And, and then, then Jean Grey's eyes start glowing. Camille is like, I have psychic defenses
0: right you can't get into my head and they're like we weren't planning on it right and they get into actually i
1: i I hate to say something positive about gene in your presence but i actually really like her line the specific wording is why the hell would we want to control you yeah then they take over rough house and rough house uh rough houses kimura throws her out of the ship Wolverine flies after her
0: in the the armor. Right behind her,
1: that angel gets shot.
0: Well, and I feel bad because I feel like he gets shot because the bullet bounces off.
1: Oh, is that so? It's a ricochet. Yeah. Okay. So it bounces off Laura's armor. Now, I like the. What do you think about the idea of, of Laura being or Wolverine being the one in the armor?
0: I don't like it. Really? Why not? I, I get why she has to be in it because she has to fly, but <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know. I I feel like she's such a strong woman, like she doesn't need the Iron Man suit.
1: I guess, and she has and the I, healing factor. But I kind of oh, go ahead and finish your thought. And then
0: well, I was just gonna say, like I, I feel like they. That's the reason why she didn't wear the helmet. Like, because she is a strong woman. Like, I don't need the helmet, you know. And, and to her point, she said it because she couldn't smell. Like, to her, the suit was a hindrance, but she needed to be able to fly. She right. needed to be able to, to have this ability that she didn't, she doesn't naturally yeah. have. But for an overall, like, if they were trying to test this to see if she should wear the suit, you know, longer, no.
1: No, I don't think that. I think it's a one-mission thing. And I kind of... First of all, I want to go back a little bit. I love that when we had the double snick, she's popping the claws through the armor.
0: Oh, I didn't even think about that.
1: Yeah, because there's no holes for claws in this Iron Man armor. Right. So that's pretty awesome. Um, Also, I kind of liken it to, if you remember when um, uh, Ryan Stegman started his run on Wolverine uh, with the new number one he had, he had the new design with kind of the X in the costume, and it was kind of a body armor. Right. And Logan's philosophy was, yes, I can heal, but why have unnecessary injury? Right. And I feel like, you know, coming into this big fight with Kimura, it's like, yeah, I can heal, but why why not kind of beef it up a little bit? Right. And so I kind of liked it. Of course, Angel falls in the, the drink, and Laura goes after him. Um. Roughhouse house roughs up baloney and gabby's like no wait and they have a heartfelt moment where baloney's like well she saved me i had to help her speaking about kimura and then we get the the line she said it was me or you and i couldn't let it be you yeah so she's not all bad no and gabby believes her but she's but but we're taking care of it so you don't have to help her anymore because we're taking her down
0: Right. Like whatever you thought you owed her, you're done.
1: Yeah. Um. All right.
0: But then we yeah. have...
1: We get a reveal that I actually didn't see coming.
0: I didn't see that. And it was a little... Like I think I let out a little gasp. Right. When I read it. So Baloney explains to Fury and Gabby that Laura is not the person who killed all those people.
1: Yeah, the people in Delzo that she's wanted for—it wasn't really her. No, in fact, it,
0: when the trigger scent was released, Laura clawed herself through the brain.
1: Yeah, like under through the chin into the brain. It's pretty. Luckily, it's kind of shaded out because it's a pretty gruesome scene. Yeah. Um. And then Gavin's like, "But how?" And then we get a snick, and Baloney has two. Metal claws.
0: Yep, she was the contingent. Which, which Gabby has
1: the claw, which is a surprise. But it was a bone claw,
0: right? Right.
1: Yeah. So I don't. I don't know how Baloney got the adamantium. I. But.
0: Well, and her claws look different. Laura's claws are like blades, and Baloney's claws look like little skewers.
1: Is this guy drawing Laura's claws like blades?
0: Well, look at this picture right here. I mean,
1: they're not that different.
0: Well, but. Hey. Yeah. Those look like blades. I think it's just
1: inconsistency in yeah, the art. Right.
0: But Baloney was the contingency plan. They yeah. they wanted Laura to go berserk and kill people, but right. since Laura took it, herself out, Baloney became the. So Laura dives in pull yeah. Angel out. She saves him. She pets his head. <laughs> he well, says he goes, it's awkward.
1: He goes, "Are you patting me on the head?"
0: Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. A little awkward. A little
1: awkward. I didn't say stop. <laughs>
0: Conversations like that. I feel that. <laughs> like I've read this
1: scene before somewhere. I but. feel
0: like this is our <laughs> nightly like conversation.
1: <laughs> then Kimura shows back up, but then Angel goes his wings like turn into like praying mantis arms. Yeah, like little zzzz. and he shocks Kimura. Um, but she gets back up.
0: And Wolverine basically says, you know what? I made a vow not to kill people because I didn't know who they were going to become.
1: Right. Well, this is a little bit of this. This is a really good line. She goes, I decided not to kill anymore. I don't want to take people from this world, not knowing who they are, who would they become, who they leave behind. But I know exactly who you are, who you would become. If I don't stop you, I know how much death and misery you will leave behind. And Camera's like, you can't hurt me. Unbreakable skin, remember? Ding, ding. And then we get the old... Um, What's the only way to kill Wolverine? Stick him underwater. You drown him. He's got to breathe. And Camera screams, X-23. And Wolverine says, I'm not X-23. I'm not your... Beep! Property. No one owns me. I'm not a thing. I'm Laura Kinney. I'm the daughter of Sarah. The daughter of Logan i'm wolverine we got a pretty awesome panel i don't i don't know how just popping her claws snicks out of the whole armor <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's cool
1: it is cool this is uh we'll talk about it um it's a really nice panel it's really and she has tears screaming down her eyes as she's kimura and you know she didn't want to kill but she felt like she had to right and so it really tore her up inside And then she hears Baloney's voice, she growls, but then we find out she's in custody. And Wolverine's like, what? And Nick Fury's like, oh, you're you're free. It's over. It's over.
0: So then she goes to her aunt and cousins.
1: Yep, one week later.
0: And she tells them it's over.
1: Yep, because bad guys never come back from the dead.
0: Nope.
1: (laughs) But it is a sweet moment.
0: Scream. This... Trilogies taught us that one.
1: Yeah. It is a sweet moment, though. All right. So, what do you think of the art?
0: I was not a... Okay.
1: It had its moments.
0: Yeah. There were... It wasn't bad. Like, I'm not going to say the panel of Jean, because I don't like Jean Grey, so I'll say the panel under Jean Grey, where it's just the eyes. Like, that, to me, was drawn so well. Then there are other panels that I felt just were subpar. I
1: feel like the one where she says, I'm Wolverine. Yeah. Her face looks really weird. Yeah. And I feel like, so here's the deal. I, I was going to get where we're going here. Okay. I really loved this story. Um, I know this overall enemy of the state kind of was maybe a little long in the tooth. Kind of. Had a couple issues that are a little fillery. I thought this was an excellent conclusion. I agree I enjoyed the heck out of it I, I liked the way all the characters kind of behaved there were really cool moments There's, I mean you have Gambit throwing a can of beans for crying out loud yeah. and, and the way the conflict resolves with Wolverine and Kimura was very satisfying to right. me um, and I don't want to sound like a broken record I really don't I, I don't know why this book does not have like a top shelf artist on it all the time it makes no sense to me. Um, and if this book had, at like that moment where she says, "I'm Wolverine," and and she pops her claws, and whether the armor should have crumbled or not is beside the point. That should have been an awesome panel.
0: It should have been a full page spread. Well,
1: that too. And this artist did okay with it, but like a a really like A list artist, that would have been like a panel that like you know you, you tweet about and you, you
0: know, right
1: and you, you put it on your phone making your screensaver you know and and instead it's just a pretty good panel right i just i really and nothing against uh varea like i said the art's not bad it's just not it doesn't feel even with the or up to the same level as the writing on this book and that's my only really complaint um that's the only reason this book isn't going to get like perfect marks for me. Um, if the art was better, I would give this six out of six claws, but since it's not, I'm going to give Wolverine, All New Wolverine number 18, five out of six claws. What are you going to give it?
0: Um, Just for the story, I'm giving it five out of six. The art I was on the fence on, there were panels that I really liked, and then there were panels that I was kind of like, oh, this could have been better. You know, and like your point, that where she says, I'm Wolverine. That should have been a full page, like, big and beautiful. And they were awkward parts that I felt the artist was rushed on. Possibly, yeah. You know, so they didn't spend as much time on it. it but, yeah. But I agree with you. I liked the closing of how the story kind of wrapped up. And I like her going back to her family and... Um, kind of owning up. like I did this, so I'm gonna take care of this situation, then I'm gonna come back and you can arrest me, throw me in jail, whatever you want to do. I liked her taking that initiative.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Um So I'm very curious to see where we go next. An all new look and all new mission we have a preview of uh, both Adam Kubert and Leonard Kirk's art, and she's in her X-Force suit. I'm very curious to see how she got there, because I feel like she's ending this in a very good place.
0: See, right? I, very I, positive
1: place, like claiming being Wolverine. And then, so how is she going to get from there to kind of being back in the... Not that the X-Force suit has to mean she's back in the dark, but that's, that's the history of it.
0: I guess what bothered me was this whole I am Wolverine, like, and rediscovering herself and getting over that trigger scent, and now she's, I didn't know this was the X-Force suit, so seeing that, it's like, she just reclaimed who she is, and now you're going to change her costume? <laughs> right. Like, mm, bad timing. Uh, I'll wait. I'll wait and see what the
1: story reason is for it, and and pass judgment, good or bad at that point, but... um. But I'm excited. I was glad, you know, this book has been so so good, and this story kind of a little bit of a roller coaster. Just I just think it was too many parts. I think if it had been four or five parts, it could have been awesome the whole way through. But um, I was glad to see it end on such a high note. So moving along to Old Man Logan number nineteen, we have the start of a new story, Gone Real Bad, written by Jeff Lemire, art by Felipe Andrade. Colors by Jordan Boyd, letters by VCs Corey Pettit, Woohoo! and our cover by Andreas Sorrentino. And on the cover, we have a red jail cell and Wolverine, or Old Man Logan, in jail uh, with prison tattoos.
0: Yeah,
1: I'm gonna surprise you a little bit.
0: You like it?
1: No, I love Sorrentino to death. I, this is of this series. This is the first cover I don't really care about at all
0: okay i I didn't care for it.
1: I don't know what it is that's kind of a turn off to me about it, but it's just it just it doesn't just doesn't do anything for me
0: for me. it's because the tattoo doesn't seem on real. him, yeah <laughs> it
1: seems like someone had a slide or a uh, transparency yes. of a tattoo and laid it on top of him yep, and doesn't you're right, it doesn't look like it's on his body, and it's very distracting,
0: and I kept trying to like. Find hidden messages in the tattoo.
1: Oh uh, yeah!
0: Like, and I'm not a big fan of like the capital W and the capital E and all the letters in between being lowercase.
1: Yeah, it's a design thing. It makes the shoulder blades. It
0: is, stick but out, I guess I'm just not a big right fan of that. All
1: right, and so we start off in a the cellar, a maximum security super prison. And we have guards and we have old man Logan cutting through the wall and he's mad. He's cutting through the guards, but it looks like he's kind of holding back a little bit. We get a full page spread of him being shot and kind of the bullet smoking off of him. And he says, big mistake. Should have been big mistake. Bub Just going to put that out there. Yep. Um, That's a nice panel. Uh, so he still goes after the guards. They shoot him some water. This guy comes out in a big suit with a bubble helmet. He literally claws the guy out of the suit and he wants to know where the lower levels are. I would guess on the bottom, but I'm going to call the lower level. But he really needs explicit directions.
0: Is it in the basement or is it in the it's lobby? It's in the basement
1: with Pee Wee's bike. But the Alamo doesn't have a basement. To be fair, this whole thing is called the cellar. I guess they're all lower levels. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, they tell him and he goes. And we go back in time, nine days where Old Man Logan talks to magic and gives his sob story about the Hulk baby and he wants to go back to his world which alright question listeners anyone wants to help out I thought when she, at the end of Secret Wars when Old Man Logan was pulled to this universe it was because this world didn't exist anymore hmm. I, I thought the Beyonders and when Doom redid everything and everything kind of came back to our universe that Several of those alternate universe and timelines, like, disappeared. Maybe I'm remembering wrong, or maybe I read it wrong. That's what I thought. Anyway, somehow, uh, old man Logan thinks he can go back to his time. Magic's like, we don't even know if this future is our future. Right. It could be an alternate timeline or even an alternate dimension. But either way, I'm not going to do it for you. Sorry. And Logan gets pissed. But she's like, we, you know, you just found a place here. Don't mess right. it up. But he doesn't care. So he still goes to the prison. Uh, one of the guys prays to him. <laughs> he says, pray to me.
0: He runs into Spider-Man.
1: Yeah, Miles is there for kind of no reason at all. Um, this doesn't really fit with any of the things going on in his continuity. Then he would be hanging out in the cellar. Um, he's not a guard for hire at any point. Um I don't mind him being here. It just doesn't make any sense to yeah. me. And he jokes around and gets on old man Logan's nerves. And um they fight some more. This is the line we talk about where he says he's tired of the hero on hero thing.
0: Yeah, I kinda giggled because I was like, Me too. Yeah,
1: yeah, me too. And uh, we get a double snicked as he says, you know, I'll go through you if I have to. And then we get all the other people he asked. Beast said, I've screwed up time enough. Shaman said, bad idea. Cable just said, nope. <laughs> Wiccan says, um, I'm not supposed to talk to you. <laughs> You're on my naughty list. Doom um, says, no. No, Scarlet Witch says, no. Black Panther, and one of the best panels of the book, says, absolutely not. And Dr. Strange says, hmm, this is intriguing, but no. My magic is low and I'm just not going to do it. So everyone's telling him no, leaving him nowhere to turn but the guy in the lowest cell on the block. First he lets some heroes out to keep Spider-Man away from him. And then he finds Asmodeus, who who is, I didn't know who this is, but he's the scourge of Satan, he who walks with the night. Slayer of Angels and Prince of Black Magic. So he's a metal band from Sweden. Um, <laughs> I have laid waste to kingdoms and fought the Avengers themselves, I guess. I've never read any of what, Not one of his stories have I ever read.
0: Um, Shame on you.
1: But Godfather Logan says, I'm here to make you an offer you can't refuse. Which that sounded more like, that was like Marlon Brando slash Trump. Yes. But anyway, to be continued, what do you think of the art? really it's very stylized but I liked it, it, it okay it is
0: and there were parts that I kind of like giggled because I liked how it was drawn and then there were other parts like um, well the first time
1: we see Spider-Man he's got like
0: bony six knees six feet legs yeah and, and actually I enjoyed that of Spider-Man I enjoyed the awkwardness of him because okay. Spider-Man's an awkward character right but like where is it um right here it's like he has no nose he has no face.
1: He was like a Planet of the Apes.
0: He, I don't know what it looks like. Yeah. But it was there were parts oh and I felt like he Wolverine had a ton of guy liner on and he cried too much. <laughs> <laughs> there are parts where like the way it's drawn towards the back.
1: Where he's trying to draw the wrinkles. Maybe it's probably just heavy, too heavily inked.
0: Like right, right there. No keep going.
1: Okay. Oh, my goodness. That's the end of the book.
0: Oh. Sorry. There, there's this one page, and it looks like he has guyliner on and cried, and so... It's when he's talking to
1: Doctor Strange. looks like he's crying mascara. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But then there's another one where it's, like, face...
1: Yeah. But his version of Black Panther is really cool.
0: Oh, like here? It looks like guyliner.
1: Yeah, I can see that.
0: And... I'm going right. to keep looking. So what do you think of the story? Oh, right here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, he was crying His Magic told him no.
0: <laughs> um, What am I going to give this book? Yeah, what do you think of the story? Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, Yeah. I, I mean, I, I dig that he wants to go back and get Hulk baby, but...
1: Right. It makes sense. It's a good motivation, but I don't... I'm kind of with Magic, and I don't know if he would go to this. I mean, I guess he would. I mean, his whole point... Lemire's kind of point is that I'm just this stubborn, which she is. I mean, he's a stubborn character. Um, I don't know. Would he go and set some evil demon guy free just to do it? I don't know. I don't know. Um, But, but yeah. Uh, What are you going to grade Old Man Logan number 19? Two out of six. Two out of six. Okay. Uh, I'll give it three out of six just because I didn't really care. (laughs) So maybe it should be in two. I don't know. Um, Anyway, the art was fine. The story was fine. I just, I don't know, part of it, I'm kind of ready for, and he's not, because he's all over all the new Resurrection books. I'm kind of ready for Old Man Logan to go away for a while. (gasps) I would rather, if we have to have, first of all, I would have rathered when Laura first became Wolverine, that she just would have been the only Wolverine for a while?
0: Um, That's not true. No? No. In fact, when it was a, (laughs) what's going to happen? One of your things that you said you really, really wanted to see, which we actually haven't really seen, was you wanted to see Laura come into her own, but with, like, Wolverine as her mentor. if
1: he was going to be a supporting character in her book. Yes. But not with them being separate, both being out in the world, being basically being Wolverine. I mean, Old Man Logan is just Wolverine with a bad attitude and occasionally some old man jokes. Right. Um. So, so that said, if we have to have two people out there being Wolverine, I kind of, I kind of rather Old Man Logan go away and just bring regular Logan back. I think it's been long enough. Let's just go ahead and. But he's, reset.
0: He's covered in adamantium. They'll find him.
1: a way. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I don't know. I'm just, I'm tired of, of this character. Sorry.
0: Well, because he's not our Logan. He's like a. That's,
1: that's part of it. The alternate dimension blasphemy thing. Blasphemy
0: and... version of our Logan. <laughs> I don't know about all that, but. I think he is. Yeah. Right. He's not the Logan that we read and love. Right.
1: True, true, true. But anyway, we're 45 minutes in and haven't even got to the point in this episode. Uh, so let's go ahead and switch gears. You ready? Sure. All right. This is the last time, so I got to get this right. We can do this. We can do
0: this. Three, two, one.
1: I, 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 v, 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 X, 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 X. We can fight if you want to. We can beat the Inhumans down because the X-Men should win. And if they don't win, then Marvel's full of crap. Yay. Woo! So is Marvel full of crap?
0: Hmm. We will find
1: out. <laughs> this is it. The finale, IVX number six. Written by mutant Jeff Lemire and Inhuman Charles Soule. Art by Lin-O and and Jerry Allen Gee and colors by David Curiel. And the cover that I have is by Michael Cho.
0: Love this cover. Much better than
1: the real cover, which I passed on, um, which was by uh, Lineale Francis Yu and David Curiel, um, which was basically just Emma and her breast standing in the middle.
0: Ugh.
1: <laughs> This one is a two color scheme of yellow and red.
0: Uh it's not two colors.
1: Okay. Well, there's black and white in there too, but
0: Oh, well, white is paper. It's a three color scheme. Okay. It's a triage of colors.
1: Okay. Anyway, we have a nice yellow background that was kind of beat up like an old poster.
0: Yeah.
1: And then we have red and black of a, a trash sentinel, which I'm assuming is Cerebra. And standing on top of the head is Medusa with crown in hand.
0: It reminds me of a lithograph print.
1: It does. It looks very cool. Cho makes cool covers. I wish I would have got or could have found his cover for all these issues. I would have enjoyed them a lot more.
0: I wish this was a poster. I would hang it in my office.
1: You can make a poster. (laughs) (laughs) I know you have the skills to do that.
0: Yes, I do. Now, when do I have the time?
1: <laughs> you know.
0: Maybe I can do one of Jean Grey being hung, hanging, swinging from a tree. <laughs> <laughs> and in tiny print, it says, I hate Jean Grey. <laughs> That's funny. All
1: right. So, to summarize the story to this point, the Inhumans are fighting the X-Men. Um, <laughs> So, we pick up an ice wind where... And the inside flap. Uh, Emma's breasts are front and center.
0: I feel like her there is no Emma, it's just her breasts.
1: Right. <laughs> um anyway. Even
0: her cheeks in the little circle look like her breasts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> On the close up of her face? Yes. Her face has boobs? Yes. Okay. It's a weird looking face. It is. It's very strange. It has boobs. Anyway, so they're all fighting in Iceland. Uh, Our inhumans that were trapped in limbo show up. And Magneto, who looks like he's about to die of old age on that spot, (laughs) um, is still floating the blackbird around, threatening people with it. Uh, Somehow, Inferno and Crystal... Actually, make a giant ice
0: crystal and knock Magneto out. I think they blow up the Blackbird and yeah. then make a giant ice crystal.
1: Right. So just to be clear, we do see both of our Wolverine characters, Old oh. Man Logan and All New Wolverine.
0: Thought you were about to say we see both of Emma's breasts.
1: Yes, we do constantly in this book. Um, this book is really about Emma, which is unfortunate because it's not very fun. No. Um. <laughs> anyway, she's going. Cra- she's just losing it. She's going crazy. The cuckoo twins, or not twins, however many there are, quadruplets, however many are left alive, um, take over some of the Inhumans to make them fight the other Inhumans. Emma continues to go nuts. Mosaic takes over Storm, but the other Inhumans don't know that, so they knock Storm out. Oops. Yep. Emma turns into diamond form and stabs Black Bolt through the shoulder with her hand. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, But then, of course, if you remember, if you know your Emma Frost history... When she goes into diamond form, she loses her mental powers. And so the control she had over some of the inhuman swips Um and what's a terrible like catchphrase situation. Karnak shows up and goes, flawed Which I hated. And that sets Emma off. Um flawed, flawed, I'm not flawed, I am the perfect boobs. <laughs> Two-Face Havoc shows up and shoots some stuff. Um, more fighting. Uh, Medusa punches Psylocke with a hair fist. That's kind of cool. Wolverine finds Reader. Uh, Reader's like, do we got to get out of here? It's time to go. And then the other inhumans, the new humans, show up with Forge and uh, Black Bolt and Medusa's son, Ahira. Is that the girl from Star Trek?
0: You mean Uhura? <laughs> yeah. this
1: guy, So this guy's named after the girl from Star Trek. Anyway, I thought Forge's thing was he's going to invent this machine that sucked up all the gas. And they show up with a blimp that's shooting gas.
0: No, 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 no. They're, they're coming out of the gas. The Terrigen mist is like... It was already there? Well, no. Oh, it's yeah, that's right. Cause they're trying them. to destroy
1: the, the cloud. Yeah. yeah. They went to where the cloud was. Yeah. Find the fart cloud. <laughs> Uh, so the blimp comes out of the fart cloud like a big old turd. And um, this idiot, named after the Star Trek girl, yells, For inhumanity! Which is stupid sounding. Um, Colossus blocks a laser with his fist. That's kind of cool. There's little cool moments sprinkled throughout this book. And we'll talk about that more. And there's the a end. lot of
0: uncool moments. There's
1: a lot of uncool moments. Like Forge's machine... That he and Moon Girl designed looks like an old Atari joystick.
0: Yeah, and they're. Uh,
1: Which they're, I understand that she miniaturized it. That's fine, but um,
0: it looks like he's got a pom pom stuck to it.
1: Yeah, but then so they so all these guys, all these kids, these inhuman kids, they they met young Cyclops and Forge and realized, quote unquote, realized because they should have already known what was going on. And they decide we gotta we gotta stop this. But then when they get there, they're like, We can't stop this. We have to let Medusa decide. <laughs> she's the queen of the inhumans. She understands all this much more than we do, even though Moon Girl is statistically listed as the smartest person in the Marvel Universe. Well. But she's like, Oh, Medusa knows best.
0: But what if Medusa had said no and through the the remote control? Yeah.
1: or or punched it with her hair finger.
0: (laughs) But would they have been like, oh yeah, okay, so Medusa destroyed it, so Medusa's right.
1: Okay, well she was right, let the mutants all die, you know, even though we just came to this big realization that maybe we're not on the right side, we're going to trust, we're going to put her in a Sophie's Choice, and trust that she makes the decision we agree with. It's, It's not smart. No. It's not fun, it's not cool, it's not a good story beat, I don't think. Um, Anyway, Magneto yells at the fart cloud, and obviously that does not stop it. Um, and Medusa presses the button, and so the forges and moon girls blimps make a laser grid and shoot a hole in the ozone in the in the fart cloud, where the sun can come through. See, Ooh, sun. Um, And Storm's like, oh, thank goodness. And Iceman even cheers. He goes, yay. For no reason whatsoever, we're missing the ass. But this girl, we're getting a shot of the boobs from behind. I I don't even know who that is. But she's in a Playboy pose. Um, Jean is, I don't know what Jean's doing. Jean is. She's clapping. Is she clapping? She's clapping with her hands closed like a monkey. Or maybe
0: she's like,
1: yay. No, like, all right. You know how monkeys clap? Curl your fingers in, make your hands straight, perfectly straight, little blades. Curl your fingers in, and then clap them together like boards. And that's what Jean's doing.
0: Or maybe she's just like, like yes. Or maybe but- she
1: has glitter. i knowing Jean. She probably has some devil's dust glitter, and she's just sprinkling it down on her nose.
0: <laughs> e, this
1: is fun glitter shower. Um, Sabretooth shows up too, just for good measure. <laughs> and he looks up at the sky in amazement. And so the mutants are saved. But Emma's like, Why are we
0: stopping?
1: In them, and Storm "Mean says, Emma
0: are Emma's boobs.
1: Emma's boobs. Uh-oh. Ollie hates this book so much he woke up. I'm gonna let him cry it out, so you he might hear him for a minute. Or you need to go check his his diaper. Let's go check his diaper. I'm gonna keep going because I don't think Denise cares. All oh, he cares. Anyway, Storm says, "Oh no, guys. Um, it's over. We won. And this is what we wanted. We wanted to destroy the cloud. Medusa destroyed the cloud. And Emma's like, No, they can't get away with killing Cyclops. To which young Cyclops says, uh oh, No, not really. Emma deceived us all. Uh, Cyclops, my my older future present self, was um, (laughs) killed way before all that and Emma just made us believe that he was still alive and murdered by by Black Bolt. He died from Impox way before then. And Storm's like, Emma! and Emma said it was what cyclops would have wanted and so was this and out of nowhere in the sky come pods shooting from the sky um and you know you takes advantage of that to have an upward shot of storm's ass
0: um you mean the two circles that are pretending to be her butt <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. yeah she's got a bubble butt um anyway these things land and out of the ice which i thought ice one was green and green one was icy Ah, oh, you're correct yeah. So, whatever. Anyway, I will say, whatever we say about the art of these, these sentinels are... Yeah, they're, they're versions of sentinels and Emma has look amazing. They're really cool designs. Very kind of robo-techy, just really nice. Um, so Emma and took some sentinels and just kind of re-triggered them. And instead of hunting down mutants, they will hunt down inhumans. She's going to teach the Inhumans a thing about being hated and feared. Which is a classic X-Men tagline. Uh, protecting those that fear and hate them. Um, so she's going to give them some of her, the mutant medicine. And they do. They start attacking and start killing some Inhumans. And Emma's like, I should have done this all along. Old man Logan rips his shirt off. And says, oh, um, and when he saves Inferno. And Inferno's like, you save me? but I burned you. And he goes, yeah, I remember, but it's okay. Um, So then uh, we find out that he was dead, and old man Logan's like, let's end this here. Uh, Forge reveals that he built these things under Emma's mind control. Cerebra does get destroyed uh, by Magneto, who is being controlled by Emma Frost. Uh, More stuff's going on. Uh, Medusa decides to fly with Black Bolt to inspire her people because they're, you know, the king and queen or were at one point. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Human Torch does some stuff. Magneto wakes up and he's mad that Emma controlled him. Medusa wraps up Emma Frost in a bunch of hair because that's her power. And Emma starts to crack under the hair. That's some pretty strong hair. We see a little tink as a diamond piece falls down. Um, And Havoc blasts Medusa, and uh, Emma thanks him, and he's like, nope, not for you. And I guess he has some kind of teleporter device, so he teleports them away. So then we go back to Mirror Island, and the X-Men let out Old Beast. <laughs> they were keeping him there so he couldn't interfere. Uh, we get a letter from Medusa. How she tried to reach out to Hank, but he ignored her. And Emma's gone into hiding. We see her with a... Looks kind of like a Cyclops helmet or mask, but is really oversized. And she's basically going full Black Queen and complete dominatrix magneto is kind of what she looks like. <laughs> So she's going crazy. In fact, you know, say what you want about her characterization. It kinda reminds me of like the way Chris Claremont used to write her, where she was just a maniac. <laughs> and kind of that wicked Witch of the West personality. <laughs> um Anyway, the inhumans decide, you know, hey, I don't we may not be what we were. We may not be able to We have several inhumans who won't ever get to have face genesis and, you know, I'm sorry for that, but I had to, to do what was right, which is bullcrap. Um, then she breaks up with Johnny Storm and goes to meet Black Bolt at the quiet room. All right, let's get it out of the way. What do you think of the art? Eh. There were parts that were fine. It was inappropriately oversexed, I thought.
0: It was, and I... And I know it's just the way this artist draws. I think it he was is. trying well no. He draws cross hatching like all over their faces. And I think he's trying to represent dirt. Like they've but it just doesn't come off that way. So everyone's face looks like it's scarred.
1: Yeah, I can see that. Yeah.
0: But yes, you're right. This this whole book is
1: There's just there's there's T and A everywhere.
0: Yeah. I wasn't when the very first page you open up is nothing but boobs, it—I was done before I ever turned the page. Oh, well, and
1: the blackbird is pointing at them for you. Yes,
0: yeah. and it's very phallic. <laughs> and this mom
1: was about to punch them. Yes, she's about to punch the boobs. Um. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, use a good artist, and there are parts of this book that look really nice, and parts that don't so much. Um. All right this story in and of itself, there are cool moments, right? There are cool character moments, there's cool action moments, cool uses of powers, right? Right. All that's pretty cool. And I would even say this. If the first five issues have been completely different, this is not a bad ending to a story. It's just completely disconnected from the story we've had.
0: I didn't enjoy it at all. Okay. First off... The whole nobody's talked to each other seems like crap. Sorry, I'm going to say it. Like, I can't see these two grown factions not talking to each other. Yeah, these grown-ass factions. And on top of all that, beast who seems to, older beast, who seem to be in the middle between the two, like, being the liaison... I can't see Beast not explaining things like, hey, this is killing us. and
1: Oh, they knew. The Inhumans knew. And Medusa knew.
0: And yeah, but Medusa makes it sound like, oh.
1: Well, she does. I, and she even says in this book, why didn't they just say so? Which is complete garbage. Yeah. Because, all right, so here's the deal. She, it's possible that she didn't know that the cloud had dispersed to the point that the mutants only had two weeks left. But that shouldn't have mattered. That's crap.
0: I know. She I knew
1: about agree. the Impox. She knew that the terogen was hurting the mutants. It shouldn't have happened to got to the point where they were all going to die, you know, in seven days for her to suddenly care about what was happening.
0: That's just crap. That's
1: not compassion. That's not being a decent human being. Right. And if the cloud can be destroyed, like, I'm, I don't, I'm understanding of them wanting to protect their heritage. But why is there not an like as soon as they a found cloud boss? Yeah, like why do they try to collect it? You know? Or I don't know, it just it doesn't the inhumans just come out of this looking terrible, and the only way that they can even look neutral is by having Emma Frost go completely off the evil deep end. Right. And that's the only that's the only reason Medusa even looks decent or okay. Is because Emma Frost has gone so evil that it makes everybody else look okay?
0: Yeah. No, I just, there are a lot of things, like as I read it, I was like, that crap, like, sorry. And yeah, there were so many, either characters were backpedaling or it wasn't thought through all the way, but I didn't enjoy this for that Yes. Sole reason,
1: yeah. Like, Miss Marvel and Moon Girl and that group of inhumans are completely backed off, right? Of their stance. Not only that, but this first page, which by the way, she shouldn't be there. Miss Marvel is with the other new mutants, right? I mean, I'm sorry, another inhumans, but she's here fighting, and she's the one that was like, maybe we're on the wrong side, right? Like she and that's her character is to think that, right? right? And so, for her to suddenly be in this first page trying to punch Emma's boobs doesn't make any sense. Um. I just, you know, we talked about this too when those two issues of where extraordinary X Men and IVX number five kind of crossed over. It felt like this event had no editor. Yeah. Like it was edited by Will Moss and Daniel Ketchum, according to the credits here. And I don't, I don't know what they were doing because they weren't paying attention to the stories. (laughs) I'm sorry if that sounds harsh. It's just the way to read. It doesn't read like a collective, cohesive story. No. And. No one's motivations really make that much sense. I feel like we had to kill Scott, right? But that was done in Death of X anyway, in theory. right? Um, Because they only wanted to have one Cyclops, you know, to go with the one gene. Um, And I think there was, there was, how can we make Emma a villain again? But, I mean, I don't know. And that, that is the only kind of interesting conclusion of this is i think she, she's pretty much a full-on bad guy again now and so it'll be interesting to see her when she resurfaces as a villain and the x-men have to fight her um but i don't know i i just i feel like kind of all the the logic and reasoning with the characters was mostly a crock, and i don't know i just didn't really enjoy this event very no. much um, uh, what are you gonna grade the conclusion? IVX number six?
0: One out of six. All
1: right, I'll go two out of six, but that's only because I thought I did think there were some cool moments. there were there were some just kind of random things that I enjoyed.
0: yeah, I and don't get me wrong, there were random things that I enjoyed too. I just there are so many things that I called crap on that I just I can't move past that. right.
1: Yeah, that's fair enough. Fair enough. But anyway, this is over. We don't have to talk about this Score. anymore. And looking at the way the Marvel universe is going, it's very possible that it'll be a very long time before we ever have to talk about any humans at all on this podcast. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Um, so that, that's IVX, folks. I, 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 I. V, 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 V. Oh, and I guess Marvel was kind of full of crap. Yeah. The X-Men didn't really win. but some won for them, which is just a bitter pill to swallow as a reader (laughs) her complete about face to try to redeem a character that doesn't even really give her redemption is. and
0: our X-Men character went
1: AWOL well that's fine I I, I don't mind Emma being evil I'm I'm glad at least Storm kind of was okay in this but um yeah anyway um I won't do this song I'm done
0: (laughs) All right, moving on
1: so originally, Denise and I were going to end the episode there, and the next episode we were going to talk about the finale of Monsters Unleashed, and it all set up, ready to go. We we're going to talk about the last two issues of that series. Um, but it came out, and I was looking at it, and you know, I'll save an issue for. Until Issue 5 came out, we were going to talk about them together. Have a little bonus episode for you guys to kind of wrap up the event. And lo and behold, there are no Wolverine characters in Issue number 5 at all. And so, uh, just real quick, going to tie up a couple of loose ends for this episode. Uh, We'll start with Monsters Unleashed number 4. Written by Colin Bunn. Art this time by Salvador LaRocca. Colors by David Curiel. Letters by V.C.'s Travis Lanham. And there was a cover by La Roca and Delgado. I again opted for the Francisco Francavia cover, which has the worst menace the world has ever known, zatac And it's, uh, it's like an archaeologist kind of guy um, in a temple and an Aztec-looking monster about to attack him. It's a pretty great cover, as, as usual, with Francavia. I mean, you kind of know what to expect. So, remember, uh, in this story, the Leviathan mother has come to Earth. If she can't nest there, she's going to raise it, and she sent all her monsters and all our heroes, including Old Man Logan, who is uh, taken after the old, I'm sorry, the all-new X-Men. Old and all sound kind of similar. Um, anyway, Old Man Logan is taken after the all-new X-Men special. He's hanging out in New Orleans fighting some monsters, And, um, you know, uh, Wolverine is in Parker Industries building, protecting Kai, okay, as he draws his monsters and making sure the other monsters don't get there. Of course, she sends her assassin monsters to try to get him. Um, and you know, there's a whole lot of, a whole lot of fighting going on, um, which is to be expected and we get a hint of what's to come as uh, Wolverine and some of the Inhumans and Spider-Man Miles that is, fight off the monster assassins and Elsa protects the kid as well Double Dinosaur comes in and you know, to be concluded um, we'll find out in the next issue like I said, has no Wolverines that uh, the kid's going to draw like his own kind of like power ranger, Voltron, Voltron monsters. And he's going to lead them. They're going to defeat the, the evil Leviathan. And then I didn't know this. They're going to start their own series. So there's going to be a monsters unleashed ongoing, which I don't really plan on picking up, <laughs> um, unless I have to for the podcast. So I think I'm pretty much done with this series. Um, it, I mean, it's nothing wrong with it. I'm just not that interested, to be honest. Uh, the art was fine. The story was fine. Everything was fine. Um, there's actually some fun dialogue stuff. There's a part where uh, Iron Fist and Luke Cage are fighting a monster, and Iron Fist says, Sweet Christmas! And Luke uh, says, Really? You're going to steal my line? And Iron Fist says, You can say it if you want, also. And he's like, yeah, sweet Christmas, <laughs> when he sees the new monster. And there's just little stuff like that. Like, the kid confuses uh, his Spider-Man. Um, you know, Wolverine's mad that she's not out there fighting. She'd rather fight than be in there protecting the kid. Um, there's, there's a few funny little moments, but, um, you know, I mean, it's fine. This thing's just fine. Uh, I'm going to give Monsters on leash number four, three out of six claws. All right, so while we have the space, the last issue of this volume of Uncanny X-Men also came out. That's Uncanny X-Men number 19 as we get ready for X-Men Prime coming up next. Uh, this is written by Colin Bunn with pencils by Edgar Salazar, inks by Ed Tadeo, colors by Ulysses Ariola, letters by V.C. Joe Caramagna, and the cover is by Ken Lashley and Nolan Woodard. And it's a pretty cool cover. It's Psylocke uh, fighting Magneto. Um, pretty decent. And that's what the issue is about, too. Remember, um, Psylocke had promised Magneto that if she didn't like where, you know, she quit the team, right? And then she threatened Magneto and said, I'm going to keep an eye on you, and if you step out of line, I'm going to put you down. And so after IVX, where she finds out that Magneto is working with Emma Frost to plan to destroy the Inhumans. She decides that's the last straw and she's going to make good on a word. So she goes to the Savage Land to kill Magneto. And while they're fighting, we get a brief check-in on all the characters. That's where we have our Sabretooth appearance. Um, we find out that Mystique is in the wind. Uh, remember, Psylocke kind of helped heal her personality disorders. Um, Sabretooth and Emma also disappeared. Um... And that's our saber tooth panel. <laughs> he disappeared. Um, Zorn went to the moon apparently for isolation. Archangel is leading um, the sweepers. I remember that big story. in Phantom X is also gone. So really, there's one, two, three, four, five panels. Mostly, we the four out of five of excuse me, four out of five of them are just saying we don't know where these people are. <laughs> and then Archangel. Um, anyway, Psylocke. You know, she, they fight, and of course Magneto destroys her sword, because it's metal. But then she stabs him with a psionic sword and succeeds. And Magneto dies, and Psylocke leaves. After she leaves, you know, would she leave the body there? Probably not. But for the sake of this story, she does. And then Exodus shows up with Elixir, and they bring Magneto back to life. They heal him. He says, you know what, no, the world needs to think I'm dead. It's better that way. So I'm going to be dead, but not too dead. I got things still to do, but I'll have to do them in secret. And that's where we we end this volume of Uncanny X-Men. The art was fine. Uh, The story was fine. Um, I don't know. Would Psylocke really kill him? She definitely wouldn't leave the body there. Um... But it's all, it's all fine. Um, I'm going to give Uncanny X-Men number 19. The conclusion just kind of goes out steady, steady as she goes, like most of the series was. Um, I'm going to give Uncanny X-Men number 19 three out of six claws. And so now I can end the episode. <laughs> all right, so that's going to do it for episode 217. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we enjoyed talking about it. Anyway, uh yeah that's it so as usual like the facebook page twitter is at Snickcast. email is snickcast at yahoo.com website with the show notes is snickcast.podbean.com i'm not sure what will be next um would like to make uh, finish up our our madripoor story with the flashbacks but we'll see um if not You can count on some Wolverine goodness somewhere. (laughs) So, all right. Well, until next time, everyone, hugs and snicks. Bye-bye. And snacked.